0: hey everybody welcome back to the lore lodge um oh this is this is gonna be a bit more of a chill stream um not because that definitely not because i'm not finished the research for for this week that that couldn't possibly be what it is um so you know definitely not that uh but the reason that we are doing the stream on saturday tonight uh saturday this week is that as All of our American viewers probably know there is a very, very important set of football games And we're Philadelphians, and our team is in those games, one of those games. So we, uh, I don't know. If you've never really partied with Philadelphians regarding football, it's kind of an experience. You probably know the Buffalo Bills have a reputation. Philly's kind of similar. Not quite as insane. Okay, not as insane in the same way. We're, we're more of a violently insane, whereas yes. I feel like the Bills are more of a, like, you know, throwing caution to the wind insane.
1: Yeah, ours is just a step beyond
0: that. That's yeah. the thing. We we just are insane. Yeah. No. So yeah, if you're if you're a Philly fan, drop a Go Birds in the chat. I'm curious. Mm. Um, I like how uh, last night when we were doing Phasmo, three of us were named Aiden, and then it was just PJ. Yep. <laughs> that was that that. <laughs> okay, but yeah. So obviously, the title of this stream not quite what our normal stuff is. We're usually telling you a story. Um, we're gonna be telling. I'm gonna tell some stories tonight, mm-hmm. but it's gonna be more in regards to, I. Uh, Kind of the ethics of the missing 401 phenomenon, uh, of some stuff regarding the boy in the box case, which mm. you know, just to come out and say it, um, we we were right, and the Philadelphia Inquirer came out two weeks after we put our video out, and it got 200,000 views. I just
1: love that their credit <laughs> to us was uh, it. Reporters for the Philadelphia Inquirer, along with some internet sleuths, figured out who the parents of the boy in the box are. It's like, oh, thanks. Thanks for that really just direct recognition. Appreciate that.
0: uh, It's just, just, uh, I'm pretty sure more people watch us than read the Inquirer anymore, so I'm not too mad. Fair um, yeah, I mean, it's a, a dying newspaper. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, we can say just for, cause I studied journal, like I have a degree in journalism from NYU. So like, you know, I have a little bit of authority when I talk about this, but part of the reason why we made the decision to not actually give the names of the parents was because a, all of our information was done on the internet. We didn't get actual like confirmation in any interviews. So, mm-hmm. you know, there was that mild hesitation, even though we were very confident in the fact that we were right. And we were, we were, uh, but secondly, because they're private figures, um, we would be at risk of legislation being brought against us due to. Sorry. Litigation. Litigation, yes. <laughs> uh, due to libel law, hopefully not legislation, <laughs> and, which might result in
0: legislation. <laughs> the Lore Lodge uh, Act.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, no, but we might be subject to litigation purely due to the fact that if a private figure. Has any form of libel against them, which our video would have, mm-hmm. you know, qualified because it would have been a publication, would have been somewhat defamatory to that family, this, that, or whatever. They don't even have to prove malice; they would just have to prove negligence. And yeah.
0: by name, if they them... were public figures, it would be a little different. If yeah. this were, a po- if they were politicians or something like that, because this is a private family who, up until very recently, probably had no idea that they were even involved in this. We wanted to be a little bit more careful. We didn't want to accidentally say the wrong thing. I think technically we could have said it is our opinion based on the facts at hand that these people are the parents. Yep, But... At the risk of, you know, putting them in a, a bad... It was, for me, it wasn't even about journalistic ethics. It was like... It was more of just being, like, you know, conscientious. Yeah, I just to want to make life. sure that these people yeah. are... You know, and I don't know if the Inquirer talked to them. I don't know if the Inquirer got their okay on it.
1: In the article, mm-hmm. they did get confirmation from, I believe, at least one member of the family. Gotcha. All
0: right. So... Yeah, so we 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 probably could have... we chose not to it i read i considered reaching out to the the, fam- the Zarelli family family yeah um which was the correct one i considered reaching out to them but part of me was like they're they're already going through so much yeah that the last thing these people need is some you know two-bit youtuber yep c- calling and asking hey did your parents you know give away a child who got murdered i didn't want to do that to them yeah and at the time it's not like the time we only had like 80,000 subs we we were getting 10 15,000 views a video it was not we weren't like you know breaking any sort of like information that was going to be huge for the public all we could possibly do there was put out the names of a family who weren't prepared to deal with it publicly so we didn't and i think we made the wrong the wrong choice i think (laughs) we made the right choice yeah in doing that uh i don't know what the inquirer's reasoning was um but you know that that is something that i'm a little frustrated with not that they i'm a little frustrated that they did it but it seems like they had permission so more frustrated that you've got you got people in your backyard who did your legwork and you're not gonna credit them yep like you're telling me because because here's the thing guys this case has been going for sixty-five years. Sixty-five years. Yep. They probably knew Joseph Augustus Sorelli's identity before we did. Mm. Since journalists always have their inside sources, you've got people at the police department who probably told them. Probably were like, "Here's how we want to spin this. Here's what we want the narrative to be when it comes out." Mm-hmm. Like they've they've got entire press corps for this. Yep between the, the journalists and the government. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they knew before we did the identity of Joseph Gustav Sorelli. They, they probably could have come out and said that immediately after he was named publicly. Well, if, if, here's the thing. That, here's what gets me, I guess. Mm-hmm. If the Inquirer's people knew his identity, bef- knew the identity of, his, identity of his parents before we put the video out, then they probably would have come forward with it immediately. Mm-hmm. I think that because it didn't come out until two weeks after we put our video out, it, it, there's just no way that that's...
1: That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I was going like, the, the likelihood that they had that information but decided not to put it out until two weeks after we said something mm-hmm. is low. Yeah. I find it more likely that, you know, considering you did the vast majority of the bulk of that inf- er, mm-hmm. um, research... Yeah. You put those pieces together. We put it out there, and then they saw that, or somebody saw that, and sent it into them. Yeah, and I they agree. were like, "Oh, they're on this. We're going to take it just one step further and confirm it with a member of the family,
0: so that way we can say we figured it out." Exactly. So it's just it's just dirty. I don't like it. That's true. It that's is what the it tab is. Tab <laughs> is. Yeah, exactly. Sure as well. Drink to that. Yep. Speaking of drinking to that, these are maple syrup old fashions. I haven't tried it yet. How is it?
1: Well, that's nice. It's not as syrupy as I would have expected.
0: You could probably put a little more in there next time, but
1: probably it's still good. good. It's still good.
0: It might have also collected at the bottom. Yeah, that's true. The,
1: the man shop. knows how to make an old-fashioned, I can say that. I do make a good old-fashioned. No, he it's... makes pretty much anything in the kitchen he's <laughs> good at. That's just the thing.
0: You know, us Italian boys in our fair. kitchens, um, yeah, my parents taught me everything I know. I'm Irish, English, and German. There's not a whole lot of hope for me in there. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, I'll teach you. Thank you um but you know i i think that was a good segue into what we're talking about today which is ethics of true crime unsolved mysteries things like this that affects people it's, you know when it's somebody when it's a, a mystery from 100 years ago if it's a 50 year old cold case like yep. the boy in the box thing that's why we had no problem naming marjorie davis and james davis and martha yep. davis they're all dead i did the legwork i researched it i made sure that there were no living offspring we felt comfortable doing that yep so for people who are long dead or even stuff that happened a really long time ago, it's not really, you don't have to worry about that ethical aspect of, am I going to cause any harm? Yeah. Because all you're really causing harm to is a person's legacy. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, that doesn't matter to them nearly as much as it would matter to the people that they, uh, that followed them. If
1: anything, there's, I wouldn't say that there's a, a right, but I would say mm -hmm. it, it would behoove the general populace as a whole, that if someone did something badly, and their legacy does not include that element of their life, mm-hmm. it's important to be able to put that out there for the victim's sake, just so that way their experiences can be validated.
0: Which strange, though, because I just realized it might be the fact that I poured the whiskey in on top. Um, Fair. Mm-hmm. Stirry stir. You guys like that sound? You guys like that?
1: We're oh, actually turning we're... this into an ASMR stream. I hope you're ready yeah, for it.
0: Uh, a little... Right in front of the camera. Um, yeah, so... That is one of the the things that I've started to think about as we've done more and more of these missing one cases is these are real people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Most of these happen in the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. You know, the Dennis Martin case being the outlier and even that's only uh, 54 years. Yep. So, you know, there, there's a legitimate concern with that. And it led me to think about some stuff also dealing with people on Reddit who talk about missing one Led me to think about some things. And looking back at like the Tom Messick case, when we went up there and we talked to people and seeing, you know, the way it actually does, it it is something that the community recognizes. Uh, I was looking through some of the comments on the Matthew Green video we did where there were people who were like, he was my math teacher. Mm. Like, you know, these are real people with real lives and real stories. And how Mm. do you cover that in a way that is respectful and conscientious? And I think we've done a good job. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, you know, one thing that a lot of people – probably the most common criticism we get regarding the ethics of what we talk about is the jokes at the beginning of the videos. But the the reason we give you the joke at the beginning of the video is because oftentimes these are horrifically sad stories and we've got to, we got to start off with some sort of levity because if we don't, the video is just going to be really depressing. Yeah, exactly. So if you ever watch one of our missing 411 videos and you're like, you know, I, I appreciate the research and the sincerity put into this, but the jokes are kind of rubbing me the wrong way. I would ask you to understand and to remember that when I'm researching for these, I'm spending mm-hmm. a week digging into the horrific ways in which somebody may have died. Yeah. Or the fact that somebody spent their last week alone, you know. The, the boy in the box one was pretty traumatic to research from yeah. being perfectly honest because I had to read through so many accounts of awful things that happened or could have happened. So the reason that there's jokes in the videos is not because we think it's a funny matter, but rather because, you know, there's... A lot of emotional baggage to doing this job, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how how we let it out and try and keep you guys from feeling the same sense of like trauma that we tend to feel when we do these things. Well, that's
1: the big thing is because these are important stories to be told for a lot of different reasons, and you know, not only for our sake, but we understand from an audience perspective that despite how important these can be, especially things like the boy in the box and everything, even just watching that video or consuming that information can be really like hard hitting. And so, you know, we want to make sure that the audience is getting a little point of levity now and again to be able to make it through the whole video, not just, you know, for any of our sakes, but because these stories are important to know and understand. So that way, especially for Missing 411, considering it is a pattern based phenomenon, Mm -hmm. to be able to go through those stories and find all of those patterns, understand them. That way, we can hopefully find ways to minimize how many of these occur in the future.
0: Yeah. And it's just. You know, I, and that's not to make any excuses. Like, I'm sure there have been times where maybe we made an off-color joke and it
1: yeah, ran I mean, wrong.
0: And that's, I totally understand that. You know, my, my apologies for the times that's happened. And this is not an apology stream, by the way. Yeah. Like, I know it's kind of sounding like that, but it's, the reason that I'm criticizing us mm. is because I don't want to call other people out yeah. about it. Um, Not saying that there's anybody on my mind necessarily who does this a lot, just... Good to avoid being a hypocrite when you can. Exactly. So I'm not going to come out and, you know... Uh, throw stones when we may be in a glass house like that's that's not the idea here the idea Mm -hmm. is to you know take accountability for the times we may have messed up and you know our thought process on these things so that when you see other people do it you might understand where they're coming from then you can kind of make a judgment for yourself of is what i'm watching disrespectful or is this sort of a way of coping with the heavy material that's going on is this way are they making this easier for me um it's never we're never trying to make a joke out of these situations we're not saying they're funny we're trying to make a serious video something that is also light at the same time
2: yeah
0: um so that's why you know and i think we've another thing is that i've started doing is insert trying to insert like good parts of the story Mm -hmm. for example the garrett bardsley case how Mm -hmm. obviously horrific that this 12 year old boy just disappeared off a trail Mm -hmm. completely horrific for his family his friends all of that but there was that silver lining of this entire community of provo and salt lake city came together to look for the kid yeah so i'm trying to highlight those kind of good things and i think that's one way that this can be talked about Mm -hmm. where it isn't just profiting off of somebody's misfortune it's you know tell tell the bad story and give people the warning about these things can happen and they Mm -hmm. do happen but also include you know but here's something that that really brought out with like the mount marathon one where we talked about how everybody in town went up that mountain looking for the guy yeah um garrett bardsley obviously uh you know this this one we're doing for this coming friday i'm not not gonna lie to you guys like the first 10 15 minutes of the video are probably going to be just the story of this guy's life Mm -hmm. because he was such an incredible individual yeah and, you know, I think that that's something we need to start doing, um, that, that I've tried to do more and more as we've gone through these videos, is to highlight the good things about somebody. Mm-hmm. Kenny Veach, obviously a very troubled man, but I made a, I wanted to make a point of talking about the bright spots in his spirit, how he seemed yeah. like a very kind man. You know, I, I think that that's something that true crime, unsolved mystery, anybody dealing with real people and the events that happened to them, mm-hmm. well, you know, even if it's just historical subjects, like individuals throughout history who have done things, um i think it's one of the ways that you can be more ethical and uh more appropriate with these stories is to always try and include you know a a positive about the person or a positive about the community and you know that's this all comes from conversations i've had with other people in the space at this point but you know
1: well it also kind of reflects a lot of the backlash that the new dahmer series got or i guess relatively new dahmer series got in the sense that you know that's exactly what they tried to do but you know they got a lot of flack for the fact that it's just another Dahmer story. Yeah. And even though a lot of that series was focused on specifically the victims, getting to know them, understand their lives, and try and highlight the fact that it wasn't just that he racked up this many kills and he was a crazy person. It's that no, these these are true, genuine people who lost their lives to a severely troubled and malicious individual.
0: Yeah. It's it's important to I think that's that's exactly it. It's these stories are important. They're important to tell and it's not even necessary that you do try and tell it in an ethical way. Like that's that's the thing. From a, from a from a profit motive, like there's really very little reason to be. Oh,
1: you mean somebody else? If they just wanted to sell yeah, exact money from so, it,
0: yeah. Like the like the Dahmer thing, they could have covered it in a very very unethical way. I actually don't know much about the series. I know there was some backlash over it. Yeah, but, like the Ted Bundy movie with uh, Zach Efron. That one when it came out was super popular when the Dahmer series came out. I saw a bunch of articles that went back and looked at it and they were like, "Yeah, this was gross." Um I think, you know, it came out a little earlier. It was what, 2018, 2019. Like that, yeah. People were a little bit less sensitive um, about everything mm-hmm. 4 years ago. I there's think also, that 2019 is 4 years ago. I think another part of it is
1: also that there's I think there's been less fictionalized or semi-fictionalized cases of mm-hmm. Bundy whereas Dahmer there's been like a movie every five or ten years
0: there's a lot yeah the dommer thing's weird yeah it's a weird obsession but you know it's when that came out i started looking around and was like all right you know there's there's a way to do this way not do this and what i mean when i say there's you know from a profit motive side from you know when you're a a producer a studio trying to make make money is your first first and foremost thing to do Mm -hmm. when you cut certain things when you change storytelling elements when you dial back on stuff for the sake of respecting somebody mm-hmm. like respecting the victims respecting their families all of that there is a chance you're cutting profit mm-hmm. by doing that because you're not telling the most interesting story necessarily because let's be realistic biopics always exaggerate
1: like, They always exaggerate and always cut things but honestly in terms of a journalistic standpoint as well that is something that even with written journalism with exposés or with cover stories or anything like that mm-hmm. that's something that happens as well and that's you are encouraged in journalism school and working with papers and things like that that you have to trim trim the fat, as they'll say, yeah. because you have to get to the meat and bones of what your angle is. It's not necessarily what the story is, it's what's the story that you're trying to tell about this story.
0: Yeah, and I think there are some people who do it very well, there are some people who don't. Yep. But my point in saying that is is not to say you know that anybody's right or wrong for doing it. It's just to you know, acknowledge that they're when people do tread lightly on these subjects mm-hmm. very often they are cutting into their own profits because mm-hmm. you can absolutely tell a more interesting story by throwing caution to the wind
2: mm-hmm.
0: people are doing the right thing by being respectful and you know i think that what what i like is that what we're seeing i think is the appreciation for that by the community yep. by the viewers is that you know yeah a more fictionalized account of something like this might be interesting mm-hmm throwing in a few details to you know hook people might be interesting but then where are you like have you even told the real story what Mm -hmm. have you done are you making a documentary are you making a fiction like are you basing it off of something the Mm -hmm. disappearance of kenny beach there was a movie made called like horror on the high desert which got a lot of criticism um because it didn't say based on a true story it didn't Pay any homage to the guy it's literally about yeah um that they they ripped off the story of his disappearance and likely death they don't acknowledge it at all like that's a really bad way to handle it you know um so i think there's there's that uh as far as you know this goes into our specific space kind of bringing out of true crime and into the the missing persons kind of side of things this is another place where David Politis has gotten a lot of flack. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do something weird here, which is going to be I'm going to defend David. Um, I right. don't always do that. But when I first started looking into the Missing one stuff, it was because of Mr. Ballin. Mm. I was watching. I, I was literally I remember it vividly. I was I was at work. I was listening to some, you know park ranger stories creepypasta stuff on like dark somnium mm-hmm. and creepypasta two great channels by the way Yep. dark somnium for horror story narrations creepypasta is all of it fantastic mm-hmm. he is he is so cool such a good guy um from reading his comments we were gonna try and get him on the show uh he got busy he was recording an audiobook um, yeah. Swamp Dweller obviously has been on the show he's a really cool dude we've yes. collaborated with him and Creeps McPasta those are three of my favorite uh, Creepypasta reader channels so if you're interested at all check those guys out uh, but you know that I was listening to those and then Mr. Ballin came up because he was telling some similar stories but these ones were real and mm-hmm. I started listening to him and listening to him who of course he's he, he had taken Politis' content mm-hmm. distilled it and done it as storytelling instead of a book yeah and at first from what i understand and he talked about this a little bit when he was on our show um by the way that episode is only available available is only available in audio form yes because it really screwed up our algorithm on youtube for like months i think yep i'm pretty sure the reason we had so much trouble growing early on is because of that oh 100 um,
1: yeah that's why we took it down
0: <laughs> a lot of people came watch that video and then never watched anything we made yep ever again so we had to take it down um mm-hmm. So but it is available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, all that.
1: Also, didn't you just upload new uh Yes, I did episodes, just upload yeah.
0: new podcast episodes and I'm out of them, so we need to download more of them. Perfect, that's fine. Um and that. I can do some of them if you want to do some of them, that way we <laughs> split it up. Uh, uh yeah, so <clears throat> <laughs> Mr. Ballin telling Dave Pilatus' stories. From what I understand early on, Pilatus was cool with it.
2: Mm.
0: I I don't think this is specifically what John told us but what I was reading is that there was an interview that John gave Mr. Bolin, um, where he was asked about the missing four one stuff and he talked about it, but he did not either. He did not shout out David politis mm. or the journalist, the, the interviewer, whoever edited it together, didn't cut, it out, yeah. Yeah, cut out the mention of politis. Politis got upset about it. And now Mr. Bolin doesn't do missing four one stories anymore. We seem to have flown completely under David politis's radar. Uh, I don't feel bad about covering these stories, especially because we don't use his research. Well, and I think that's a big
1: thing that you should kind of focus on for a yeah. moment because early on, we, you know, we did what research we could on a, you know, as much it was as very surface level. Yeah, but it was, it was a surface level thing. And yeah. now it's a lot deeper. Yeah. It's almost all primary sources.
0: Yeah, we around. So if you go back, and watch our Missing One videos from before, I want to say June 2022. Mm-hmm. those ones are typically based off of, uh, the like strange outdoors articles, notes we took for Mr. Ballin videos, the missing 401 documentaries, where I basically looked up all of the content, the content specifically mm-hmm. on these cases, took notes, compiled it, and then fleshed it out kind of more than any of those people individually had done was mm-hmm. the idea yep. was to tell the full story as it's been told before. Oh, 411 viewers. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, around the time we did the Tom Messick documentary and we went up there and we talked to people and we started hearing from people about like, ah, well, here's how things really work out here. And here's what we saw. Here's what people who took part in the case saw. What we realized was that there were some things that were not properly included in the missing 411 books. And as a result, Mr. Ballin's stuff was not totally accurate to the truth, nor was strange outdoors or any of these other groups that cover these things. Um, and that kind of was a wake-up moment where, oh okay, if we're gonna if we're gonna really do this right, we need to start researching it ourselves. Yep. We started doing that. And then what I found was certain instances instances like, uh, excuse me, Stacey Aris. yep, basically every version of that story that you find on the internet is going to say that they found her lens cap near the lake. Not a single mention of it. Not in the not in the publicly available National Park Service files. Not in any of the contemporary reports, not in any of the witness statements. Not a single person at the time in what was it, nineteen eighty three? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, not a, 1981, I think. Not a single person at the time mentioned a lens cap.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: In fact, the National Park Service and the like everybody searching said they found literally no evidence.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think was the term used. Yep. Of anything at all. Now, maybe the National Park Service was lying. That is possible. And I would not put it past the reporters to not go check. But the question is, where did the lens cap thing come from to begin with? Exactly. I believe that Politis spoke to some people and somebody told them about a lens cap. Point of the matter is, it's not a verifiable fact. Yeah. So, I didn't include it. And what we started doing was, anytime we came across an aspect of these stories that David Politis didn't include, mm-hmm. that he added without citing anything... Every time that that we've done a story, we found at least one thing I think yep. that David Politis did not mention. Mm-hmm. For example, Aaron Hedges, and this is one we missed. This is why we're probably going to redo our Aaron Hedges video. Yep, Aaron Hedges was detoxing from uh, like drug addiction and alcohol addiction, so which is a huge factor in that case. Yeah. Now, granted, would that cause him to do what he did? In my opinion, no. No. But, but there it are may a have lot. It may have contributed, but more importantly. By, inc- by not including that detail,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Politis totally opened the story up for people to criticize it and say he's full of shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's that's not the idea here. No. So I think that's where Politis is really screwing up. It's not that I think that he's being disrespectful. It's not that I think he's being immoral. Mm-hmm. Or even, like, unethical. I don't think he's actually doing anything that's against journalistic ethics.
1: Oh, it's not. Well, it, within journalism, uh, there is... I can't remember the exact rule. It's probably in my notes here somewhere. But there's a protection for journalists in general where um, you do not have to get every single detail of a story correct because it's assumed due to the nature of, you know, just kind of dynamic and changing information, you're not going to get everything right. And granted, it is, you know, it's important that if you get something like major wrong, you put out a correction, Mm -hmm. but it's assumed that not every detail may be accurate and not every detail may be included in a story we just have it in our kind of, I don't necessarily want to say moral code, but it's almost a kind of our mission statement to try and get, rather than get it first, we want to get it as accurately as yeah. possible.
0: We want to tell you the truest possible story about unverified things. Yeah. That's kind of what we're doing at this channel, is yeah. like, that's why when we talk about folklore, I always try and bring it back to, like, a historical topic of, all right, well, you know, the the Haudenosaunee, uh, Howden Asani. I'm, I'm trying my best. That's, that's... You might know them better as the Iroquois. Um, the Iroquois have a legend of the Stone Giants, mm-hmm. um, which they have an Iroquois term that I still can't properly spell. Um, they have a story of Stone Giants that talks about these large uh, creatures that wear stone garments and have pointy heads and, you know, c- come from the south and they can be either violent or helpful. They can, they're cannibals sometimes. Mm -hmm. If you look at the timing of the story, it's entirely possible. That's a description of Europeans at Jamestown. Yep. Or at, uh, at, uh, Roanoke even. Mm -hmm. Because during the Roanoke expedition, the first one, because we got to go back and finish, finish that video. Uh, Roanoke, the Roanoke disappearing colony thing that you hear about is not the first attempt at settling Roanoke. Yep there was one before that that ended in conflict with the natives mm. um at one point during that first expedition they sent a group of men north into the chesapeake to try and find you know help some somewhere better to live all that and they ended up encountering hostile native americans and then they fled south those people may well have been wearing metal chest plates mm-hmm. and helmets of the time typically had that swooping conquistador style that pointed yep. it sounds very much like a description of europeans in armor and that was generally what century that would have been the 1580s i think okay I uh, because i believe that the roanoke colony the second one disappeared in the 1590s i think the first one was the 1580s uh so by the time you're getting these stories from the iroquois which these were written down around 1900 the ones mm. that i was reading by the time you get those stories it's been almost 300 it's been a little over 300 years yeah and if we're talking about oral history that's plenty enough time for things to morph a little bit exactly you know and especially for something that small yeah that was probably this like weird incident that happened to them once and just because it was so strange captured the popular imagination Yep. so you look at something like that you know there's a very real possibility that that is a depiction of a historical thing Mm -hmm. you look at some of these stories of the the wendigo for example Is that a taboo based on the idea that cannibalism is bad and it's a a ghost story to tell the kids at night so they don't eat people? Mm -hmm. Is that a description of individuals who actually belonged to some sort of wild tribe? Is that a description of a disease, like a, a prion disease that you get from cannibalism? There could be any number of things or, you know, maybe there is a Wendigo. Yeah. Like, maybe that's a real thing. Yep. And a ton of things that we have in modern existence started off as magic so you know chemistry began as alchemy like with all of these stories there's usually a through line of truth yes so what we try to do at this channel is give you the truest possible account of something that didn't necessarily happen yep you know, is the story we got the real story. And when we do the missing four one stuff, we find that often politis has included stuff that either didn't happen or didn't include stuff that did happen. The dear Kuntz story, the Dior Kuntz story mm-hmm. from uh, the first missing four one documentary out of the two. Another
2: day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear. Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help for your financial to do's bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
0: That's
1: why they're introducing an all new bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to download the new bumble now
0: um basically every everyone believes that his parents killed him mm-hmm. or that like he got lost and they couldn't find him and they like didn't care enough like basically everyone believes that there was foul play mm-hmm politus did not include that information and he deliberately kind of made it seem like that wasn't the case mm. um because it fit his narrative yeah. and that's the kind of thing where i'm like all right look you know i come on <laughs> you yeah. know um the tom messick one i don't think we found anything that he necessarily added or omitted right
1: well no there was there was uh, he just this and this is comes back oh
0: uh that... history daddy said he's thirsty do we have any coffee recommendations oh of course we do and oh i I'll, I'll get to the one yeah. thing
1: that was not necessarily omitted but just may not have been known to him when yeah. the initial thing was happening
0: yeah so i uh, we have coffee we have we have mount pocono perk we do it's from tableau you know? roasting company you okay. want to grab one yep, all right that. um i will i will throw up the uh the link to that in the chat uh tableau yeah we have a coffee blend um i was a barista for a long long time about six years uh on and off in college as well as in high school you
1: if i steal another ground one because i'm
0: out yeah go for it um and i kind of designed this flavor profile for this thing we because... have ground and we have whole bean mm-hmm. it comes ground uh and it comes ground in uh i think um actually i can let you guys know Comes in French press, drip, pour over, and espresso or whole bean. So I will. This is. There we go. It's sent. Cool. Yeah. So if you want to get our coffee, that's one way that you can support us, as well as supporting Matt, who uh, does it for us. This stuff is delicious. Oh, it smells so good. Oh, uh- <laughs> It smells so good. It's ridiculous. I have like thirty bags of it sitting in my house because yes. I bought samples. Um, it, it's fantastic stuff. I uh, I would recommend if you have a grinder, getting it whole bean because it'll keep longer. But yep. uh, you know, yeah. So we have coffee. Little coffee commercial, real quick. Um, and if our coffee hurts you, you can call Morgan. At- <laughs> <laughs> Uh that's that's been fun. Um, Yeah. We're we're having a lot of fun with the sponsorships. We Uh, are. It's it's honestly really entertaining. Yeah, we're we're having a good time. Um but what were we talking about before that?
1: So the one thing about the Tom messick case that wasn't included in the original Missing 411 stuff, and this is again comes back to the journalism assumption that you're not gonna get every detail, is that we had at least one person claiming that the original story of that person going missing on the hunting trip in the forest by Brant Lake mm-hmm. was not accurate because supposedly Tom Messick was never up there, at least according to certain...
0: Some people had the theory that he was not out there. Yeah. Um, or if he was, that he could have fallen into a sawdust pile or a lot of different yeah. things. Now, don't get me wrong. The Tom Messick case is still super weird. There's another person who's investigating it with who I've been in contact with on okay. Reddit um who seems to have gotten further than we did oh nice i think they had some pull within like law enforcement mm. so they were able to get some people to talk to them nice. who simply would not talk to us yep. yeah one we, person we tried commented on the point. video they're like why would the fbi talk to you and i'm like it's a great it's point still weird that they wouldn't yeah like you know like it's weird that they didn't say anything at all like well, they could have refused to comment
1: to be fair it doesn't surprise me considering a lot of the times they'll say we're not allowed i mean it's because it's true they're not allowed to comment on active investigations they didn't even say that
0: really yeah that's just weird. They literally, I I called them, mm-hmm. submitted the question, sent them an email as well, did all of the proper process mm-hmm. for a, a press question to the FBI, talk, like emailed to the right, the their press correspondent, called their press people, um, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll get back to you." Called two weeks later because we were about to go to the, to do the documentary, and I call them again, and they're like, "Oh yeah, uh, no, we never got to it." And I was like, "Are you gonna?" And they were like, uh, "Probably not." And I was like, "Do you have can, can, do you have any comment that you could give me? You have no comment." And to be he's fair, like, that just just like get to laziness. Yeah, he's like, "We're just not gonna get to it." And I'm like, oh okay."
1: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they have no incentive.
0: Yeah, I, oh, so, I know, I know, they have no incentive to tell us the truth. Yeah, that's the FBI. Or, or even just
1: put an effort because they may not even be familiar
0: with the case. Yeah. They might have just been like, "Well, I'm they went to it. the effort of killing Martin Luther King." I figured they would at least talk to me uh but again that benefited them yeah so. true
1: <laughs> what i'm not gonna pretend they didn't i mean fair it's just you know
0: I mean, okay it's fine fine they may not be the ones who shot him but they did tell him to kill himself yeah um yeah j edgar hoover what a guy Um, by what what a a guy I mean what a horrible guy yes Uh, also we will get to super chats at the end of the show um, which is coming up in 15 minutes Uh, we'll do the the wow that
1: went fast
0: yeah I know Um, I just really quickly want to cover like these last little bits about it Um, because I've been very critical of David Politis recently Mm -hmm. but at the same time I do want to give the guy some praise. Mm -hmm. I know I said I was going to defend him and then went on to kind of be like, hey, he leaves a bunch of stuff out. That's not cool.
1: I mean, and we're Um, not assuming malicious intent on that.
0: No, I don't think he's doing it for the purpose. I I think that he has a theory. Yeah. And I think he is trying to prove that theory. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's looking at this information and going to the uninitiated. This is going to make it seem like I'm full of it. Mm -hmm. And so he's giving the uninitiated... A version of it they can ex- accept, and by uninitiated I mean the people who haven't like understood the whole thing. Like if you're somebody who believes in aliens mm. and you go to somebody who has like kind of vaguely heard of Area 51, and you start telling them aliens are real, they're immediately gonna be like, oh, "I'm sorry, what?" No, you don't. You don't start with they're embalming alien corpses at Area 51, and they've got. Like uh Bob Lazar's story mm-hmm. sounds absolutely nuts if you know nothing about any of it. Yep. If you don't know about government secrets, if you don't know about uh, you know, the the stuff the government was doing in the nineteen fifties, all yeah. the weird experiments with nuclear reactions and yeah, plutonium.
1: When, when you hear Bob Lazar going off about element one fifteen using the machines to in that are in the spaceship to hover and accelerate yeah. or
0: whatever, and you're like, I'm sorry. No, you don't start lot. there. You no. start with Roswell. Yes. You start with in nineteen forty seven an unidentified flying object crashed and they said it was a weather balloon incident and mm-hmm. then pictures came out and it very clearly wasn't. Yeah. Now, do you immediately make the claim, the assumption that it was an alien craft? No. Because it could have been, you know, like, it could have been a, a, a new type of airplane that they were testing. Yeah. Could have been any number of things. Um, you know, people talk about little gray men that they found in their never seen pictures of the little gray men they supposedly found in there to be fair if it is
1: if it was just like a military testing mission gone wrong Mm -hmm. aliens would have
0: been great cover oh yeah so yeah but you tell them about roswell yeah and then you tell them about how secretive they are about area 51 Mm -hmm. like the fact that nobody knew it existed for a really long time yeah because it was out in the middle of nowhere and then eventually people started to figure it out because of satellite imagery and people flying over it and stuff like that um so you start with that you're there and then it's, you know, also, uh, you know, in 2017, the Pentagon released a whole bunch of information about UFOs saying basically, yeah, we actually don't know what these are. And then, you know, uh, Tom DeLonge goes on Joe Rogan's show and is like, yeah, the Pentagon was kind of like paying me to be an ambassador for like prepping people to learn about the fact that aliens are real.
1: Well, do you remember once like when COVID initially hit mm-hmm. and the Navy pilot videos mm-hmm. came out? And it just got buried because Mm -hmm. everyone was so focused on the pandemic Mm -hmm. that, like, yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. But there's videos from Navy pilots where they literally are encountering a UFO. I'm not going to say it's aliens, but it's a UFO in the sky. And you can hear the pilots through the intercom. They're, like, we're talking to each other, like, are you seeing that? Like, what what is that? (laughs)
0: And they all sound like cowboys. Yeah. (laughs) Y'all seeing this? (laughs) But, and you see it, and it's, like, on on infrared imagery yeah. you're like you're you're looking at the the heat sensing tech and it's showing you some sort of object it's like zipping around in ways that our aircraft can't
1: yeah no the g-forces would kill any human pilot
0: yeah so like what is it is it a drone mm. um is it is it a spacecraft whose is it yeah. it's not ours you know stuff like that it's just weird and you don't know what's going on um so it's that kind of thing where like i think what he's doing is i feel like david politis is the tom to in this situation mm. he's Not necessarily that the Pentagon is paying him. I don't think they are. The government seems to be actively trying to stop him, um, or at the very least actively trying to prevent him from getting his hands on information that could help him. Yeah. Um, So if you look at that, he's – I think what he's doing is he's making it interesting enough to get people like you and me talking about it. Mm-hmm because he's obviously he's going to get a whole bunch of people who are interested yeah you know, the coast to coast AM type people the bigfoot people david place is a believer in bigfoot by the way i haven't looked into his specific work on it mm-hmm. somebody implied that his opinion was the same as ours in that last video that like these bigfoot legends might come from a tribe of wild men who existed out in the forest yep. uh, i don't know if that's his opinion i don't know if he's more on the like bigfoot being a giant ape kind of deal or yeah. the bigfoot is an ethereal being kind of track but, you know, it is important to recognize that, yeah, he doesn't believe in Bigfoot. And mm-hmm. that seems to be the theory that he's going with here is like, you know, maybe these disappearances are the result of Bigfoot because he never says it. But come on.
1: I do love that the theme. <laughs> like, I know we go into it in the video, but just the fact that the name Bigfoot just comes from the big plaster cast of a mm-hmm. Bigfoot. Like, I love that stories or, or names and, and, you know, phenomena start that way.
0: Yeah. Uh, by the way, the... Uh, At the time, nobody fessed up, but the son of one of the guys who worked at that uh, lumber mill Mm -hmm. in Humboldt County, California, claims his dad was the one leaving the footprints with a plaster giant foot.
1: I can't say I'm surprised. Which
0: could be true, could not be true. He didn't say it himself, his kid did, so I, I don't know, but... I mean, at the end of the day, like, if there were
1: beings in even that general area leaving foot tracks mm-hmm. that large. Yeah. I can't imagine we'd only find one once.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of the thing is people keep finding stuff. Um I yeah. also something that <laughs> keeps happening on our videos is like uh the boy in the box one, a bunch of people told me that the Martha theory had been debunked. It hasn't. It's actually correct. Uh like that is yeah. the correct series of events that is what they believe happened they're just trying to prove it so they can finally say it Yeah. Um, with uh, the Bigfoot thing
2: mm-hmm.
0: I talk at length about this study done at the University of Wyoming by Arlen Curling mm-hmm. um, Dr. Arlen Curling and somebody's like oh Yale and Harvard dispro- debunked that I can't find a shred of evidence that they actually debunked it what they said was like technically it is possible for a person with the perfect dimensions you know, it's a, people can be over seven foot, so it is the. It's like, okay, but what? There's just overlap. There's 2,800 people over that size in the world. There were probably less in 1972. What were they doing eight miles off of the nearest trail yep. in what the mountains?
1: The
0: in um, lower. Oh, I know, but I'm curious how much lower? Uh,. I mean, the number is it's like 0.000038% of people or something.
1: Okay, yeah, the population of the world in 1972 was, was half, less what, than it half of what it is so now. So at that
0: time in history, there were probably 1,400 people in the world yeah. who were over the height of seven feet. So yeah, does the research from Harvard and Yale suggest that it's possible it was a human? Sure. But you know... <laughs>
1: yeah the us population then was only 209
0: million damn that's a lot smaller yep. so what's uh, 209 million times 0. 0.00038 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 000038 yeah one more zero maybe there's another zero <laughs> there's got to be another zero it's got to be five zeros 795 yeah so no <laughs> <laughs> simply put no um, <laughs> it, yeah it's it's just it's so unlikely
1: apparently cat is a big fan of semi hollow earth theories um uh,
0: alright you learn something new every day Kat. interesting um I'm sure the earth's core might have stopped spinning I don't know how yet. I don't know how the hell you even figure that out I would imagine it has to do with the magnetic field I, I, our, I as as said by insane clown posse can magnets how do they work <laughs> well it's a real lyric from a real song that's fantastic yeah. well
1: our, our electromagnetic essentially protective sphere sphere sorry that keeps <laughs> that, we have a big sphere that stands out front and guard of the earth now um but that keeps most of like mm-hmm. the solar radiation out mm-hmm. is formulated by the molten iron in our core and i'm curious if
0: Oh, they think it might switch that
1: it might Oh it's going to. Yeah I, I can't remember the No they
0: think it's stopping spinning because it's gonna reverse directions. Reverse poles, yeah. yeah. All of our compasses are gonna go the other way. That's wild. It happens every certain amount of years. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, it's I, I know what you're talking about. There's like a yeah. I think we're like twice as overdue for it yeah. as, as we should be. Um but it is almost eight o'clock, so I think it's time to go to super chats.
1: I believe you're right.
0: Um oh, I d- wow. re- what? It's between every
1: ten thousand
0: uh, or 50, 50 million, million years. years so, Jeez. So we're a little... We, we might be overdue, but we also might be very underdue. Here's my question. How do they know the
1: last reversal was 780,000 years ago? I believe they figured that out.
0: I have, no, ha- idea. I have no idea. But anyway. to finish the point I was making before yes. we go to Super Chats, uh, if you want to pull up Super Chats. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm
1: going to get it right this time.
0: Okay, cool. <laughs> I... What was this? Yeah. I, I think what David is doing is presenting the mystery maybe he doesn't even realize that he's doing it maybe he thinks he's telling you the whole truth yeah i think what he is doing is presenting you the mystery so that you can go on and become and 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 other people can start digging into it can start getting to the real facts because at the end of the day even when we do research on these Mm -hmm. i pretty much every single time with the exception of maybe two or three cases Mm -hmm. we've come to the conclusion that it still doesn't make sense
1: oh yeah (laughs) yeah I mean there are some where it's like it's pretty pointing to this one direction but that's
0: rare yeah it's uh, it's very rare that we find a case where we're like oh yeah absolutely nothing weird actually happened here yeah it's usually there's still there's still some strangeness, you know. We're going to be starting off but strong. Yeah. So we're going We are going to Super Chats now. So we're starting off
1: strong with uh, Vanita's Manga Reviews, or Manga Reviews, I never know what the right one to say is, for $4.99, thank you very much, saying, prepare yourself. What happened <laughs> if I give the Windows, see the old yoinky, sploinky, wink, wink? <sighs> thank God we saved Super
0: Chats for the end of the streams. You will not see heaven. (laughs) That is my answer. (laughs) We need to get... We need to get Wendigoon... By Allah, if you call this
1: journalism, I would hit you with my shoe. We need Uh to get Wendigoon to say that and then use that in like a a soundboard whenever somebody says something grotesque. Speaking Uh, of Wendigoon, Tuesday
0: night, weird Bible. Yes. And And then... What are we talking about? Uh... We're talking about uh, King David, the story of David and Goliath up through his his rule as king. Um, You know, the whole King Saul asking him for every foreskin in the tri-state area. Uh, Some freaky stuff going on in the Bible. Yeah, it's called the Weird Bible Podcast for a reason. Yep. But yeah, so Isaiah will be back on for that. And then it moves to its own channel that is called the Weird Bible. If you look it up on YouTube, you should find it. It should be youtube.com slash at the weird Bible.
1: Yes. also for anybody interested we have two new channels that we launched at the beginning of the year that we're going to be starting to post within the next month uh one of them is history hut we're bringing that back but on its own channel Mm -hmm. now so if you like our content but you also happen to like history check that out we'll keep you updated for when that's getting posted and then we have the lore lodge deeper lore which is just kind of a miscellaneous channel for random things i'm going to put my old video highlights twitch stream highlights any random video i might want to make at any point that's not directly related to mythology uh folklore or missing 411 uh and same thing for you Mm -hmm. some skits that we may or may not want to do general nonsense maybe some short films or some music Mm -hmm. stuff we'll
0: find out we'll see we'll drop pity for the gourd music videos over there yes yes
1: uh okay caleb p for 10 us dollars thank you says cheers from ohio first time catching the stream live love you guys i don't know how i read that considering Mm -hmm. they're commenting
0: from somewhere that doesn't exist How are you commenting from hell? Uh, <laughs> but yes, thank you, thank you. We we make fun of Ohio in jest. They are our brother to the west.
1: Can we say this? I mean, I guess we started off strong, so. I I,
0: I don't think that's uh, as much as I wish it were. I don't think that's against terms of service.
1: Jordan Vandy for four ninety
0: nine said, "When does he go thwap flop that's the sound effect you chose thanks for making me say that uh, yeah, thank you for making him say that that's really funny actually i'm <laughs> enjoying this uh elijah hetrick for five dollars said archie activate 515 oh that's a reference to last night's twitch stream oh, nice. if you're not watching the twitch streams you're kind of missing out we have a great time uh <laughs> yeah d- d- yep. d- chat those of you who uh who have watched the twitch streams can can attest uh I'm- our, our, our phasmophobia streams involve usually me screaming at things. Yes, uh. usually I. So
1: I was able to play for a little bit uh, last night, and when PJ and I died, I was like, I was going through the journal, and I was like, I think, I think it's a thing. Mm-hmm. How do we tell him it's a thing? And so we got a bunch of beer bottles and cans from the house, brought them into the van, and I made a tea. Mm-hmm. And then I kept taking a beer can, trying to throw it at Mattis to get him to look at the tea. <laughs> and he's like, it's a cross. No, it's not a vi- Like, we already tried the cross. And I'm like, I'm screaming at my computer because he can't hear me. I'm like, it's a tea, it's a tea. And then he finally was like, wait, wait, is that a, it's not a, is that a tea? <laughs> Do you think it's a, you throw a can out of the van if you think it's a they and PJ and I both will yeet them out of the van and <laughs> they put it in and it was right. And we yeah. were like, there's no way we just got there. It was great.
0: It's Phasma a is a fun game because yep. you can't communicate with the dead, but yep. you, the dead can communicate with you. Like exactly. they can hear you talking and they can manipulate stuff. Yes, yeah. Like they, they can't talk back, but it's, I like that game.
1: It's fun. Uh, Jim what Slater.
0: happens next? Jim still right chilling. Nice. It's a reference to the streams as well.
1: Got it, okay. Uh, Jim Slater for uh, two pounds, British. uh, What's what's that in kilograms? That's great. Uh, (laughs) That would be like 0.8.
0: They have a weird currency over there. Yes. Uh, Why do you have a metric currency?
1: It's a great question. We kind of already answered this question. What's your honest opinion on Politis?
0: Oh, that was my honest opinion on Politis. I I think what he's doing is... It is definitely brave, because coming out publicly and saying that you believe in Bigfoot and that uh, the National Park Service is hiding some sort of monster that is taking people, which is what he seems to imply, takes a lot of guts. Um, unless you're 23 and bored at your desk job, then it just takes boredom. Yep. But I had nothing to lose, so. <laughs> Fair. Uh, perturbed alpaca for five dollars that's a great another one of those xbox yeah i was gonna like, say it's gotta fall xbox live gamer tags i think mine was D- disputed owl yeah mine was something buffalo yeah oh, nice um for five dollars said if you can't take
1: the light joke at the beginning of a true crime video that you yourself click play <laughs> on you shouldn't be on the internet that's fair yep uh rat juice that's incredible uh for $19.99 thank you Said, uh, just wanted to say I recently found your guys' content. I've been binging every day while I'm at my desk job. Are you aware if there's any missing 411 cases in Arizona? Slash will you cover it? Lots of love from Phoenix, Arizona. Love right back. Oh, thank you very much.
0: Uh, Arizona, Arizona. There, I feel like there, I feel like there was one that I remember. Where I, was the Kenny Beach one? That one was Nevada. Okay. Uh. I can't think of any in Arizona off the top of my head, but I'll go back through and, uh, You a lot of them are specific to the national parks. Yeah. The missing 411 stuff is kind of specific to national parks. Yep. So that's, I think, why um, they're so concentrated in certain areas. Mm -hmm. Like, if you look on the Eastern Seaboard, there's not a ton of large national... There's a lot of national parks, but there's very few that are big enough for anyone to go missing in. Yeah. Um, There's a good amount of public land. Yeah, but the stuff out west, where they just set aside massive, like, state-sized national parks. Yeah. Um, You know, that's a little different. Yeah
1: uh jim fish for five dollars said hi love your videos keep up the great work do you know of any 411 cases in alaska i feel like there would be a lot up there i mean there's mount marathon yeah but... the mount
0: marathon uh paula May, yeah um that's that is one we've covered uh the one that we're covering this week is the yukon so it's not quite alaska but it's close yep uh
1: history daddy was just the was the coffee one. oh yeah uh, thank, thank you thank you that.
0: ryan for teeing that up for us yep
1: uh surfing cowboy for five dollars says replay gang turn up I'm assuming that's I assume that means, a...
0: yeah, people are replaying the video yep. instead of catching it live. I salute you.
1: <laughs> uh, Mavic Penley for uh, Canadian 279 says, Mr. Aiden's, do you fellas like cheeseburger? That is
0: precisely what we had for dinner. Yep. Well, what I had for dinner.
1: Yep. I would have had it had oh, I yeah. not had, was I not a hot girl that had IBS today? Oh, okay. Well, you know. <laughs> All hot girls have IBS. Uh, but yes, we do very much love cheeseburgers. We watch too much Supernatural, and Dean Winchester was a little bit too accurate to our personalities. So. I also just make
0: phenomenal cheeseburgers.
1: Well, you make phenomenal anything.
0: Kalen, you and I both with the Four Roses. Nice. Kalen, by the way, is the guy that does our music, uh, our theme music. Yep. Um, he's also helping me out with a couple of other songs. So if you uh, if you like the intro music for our channel, you should check him out. He's yep. uh, He's got a lot of really good stuff. It's a lot of Southern rocks and heavier stuff. Um, I'd highly recommend.
1: I'm just going to reload this because more have come in. <laughs> the Next one was from Spider for 99 cents that was empty, but just wanted to make sure you got noticed. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, Caleb P for 20 bucks. Thank you. Said my girlfriend recently found out some of the thank conspiracies, you. I believe. And <laughs> while she was skeptical at first, I showed her some of Wendigo's and Yell's content and now she questions the government daily. As she should. You've done a very good job, sir well done
0: uh, remember if you think the government wouldn't do that
1: they oh, would oh yes they would yeah that has come up yeah, so it, many times on my TikTok. that's too. the
0: weird thing is now i see i'll hear like sounds or see clips of, of isaiah and yeah. i'm like ah, i know him yeah <laughs> this yeah. is weird it is weird uh
1: Kiefer ginge for two dollars said love y'all so much love y'all right back. thank you
0: thank you uh
1: hannah Sharkey for ten dollars said so glad to so glad i got to catch y'all live for the first time I've always been interested in what the Gov and Mill hide from us. I've decided to go undercover and join the Mill. I'll let you know my findings.
0: Well, I hope you're not using your real name, then. Yeah. Because if you are, you might have trouble. Those background checks are extensive, but I appreciate the effort. Yeah. I'd, I'd go undercover in, like, the FBI or the National Park Service to figure this out, but um, I'm probably on a list.
1: Probably. probably both <laughs> over, yeah. uh, if that's not your real name, uh, keep us updated. Yeah. Good luck. Uh... Nick Highlander for ten dollars said, "What are your thoughts on Karuti Mastodon? I have a fun theory that uh, that whatever hominid or hominid was at the site is a Bigfoot species."
0: Yeah. So the, the thing with that specific site is that it's unconfirmed that it was tools that that were used to to kill to kill and butcher these mammoths, um, or not mammoths, mastodons. So it's. It's hard to say. I think it's very interesting. Um, I'm excited to see where it takes us, but I'm hesitant to look at it as a smoking gun. Um, That said, it could be modern humans, still. It's only 130,000 years ago. Oh, yeah, that's still... Um, Mm -hmm. That could well be anatomically modern humans. I think we're about 200,000 years old, right? I think it's a little older. Let's check. Um, Yeah, how old are Homo sapiens? Sapiens. 300,000 years. years. So yeah, the most archaic early humans, uh, like Homo sapiens sapiens, um, are 300,000 years, and then you get to the modern humans around 160,000 years ago. Um, And that is, of course, so it's possible that it's modern humans. Mm -hmm. It's also possible that it could be Neanderthals or Denisovans who date to around the same time period or a little bit older than us. Um, you know, those, that period where God was working out the kinks.
1: <laughs> Anything's possible at yeah, that point. So... <laughs> uh, Matthew Moody for six bucks said, love y'all. This is the first one I've caught live and I can't wait for the new weird Bible. Hopefully I'll be able
0: to catch that live too. I hope so. It's going to be Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Yep. Um... And then it will be hosted after that. This is going to be the last one on the Lore Lodge channel following that they will be hosted over on the weird Bible mm-hmm. channel we will post updates before they go live on this channel mm-hmm. but to be sure that you catch them make sure you go subscribe to that channel hit the notification bell all that um, still- actual videos from Bible. oh yeah okay just and you'll feel- also get more sit down recorded lore Lodge style uh Bible videos that are gonna cover things stories history um you know connections through various things general concepts mm-hmm. like we have we have a good we have a big plan for it so yes. I just wanted to make sure that yeah. we were confirming that and good to say yeah. it as yeah. far as i'm aware i think those are probably always going to be me but it is possible we'll occasionally get a guest video from yeah. a certain partner on the channel
1: yeah yeah and also i mean I, I wouldn't be surprised if we also brought in some different priests oh yeah i'm sure we'll like talk that. to priests and yeah.
0: rabbis and everything because i know
1: at least one religious scholar who mm-hmm. taught at went to trinity taught at Harvard. And would probably be really interested to discuss things there. And then one Catholic priest that we could discuss with. Yep. uh, Medal for $2. Thanks. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Callan Kennedy said, no question. Oh, for five bucks. Thanks. Uh, No question, but I'm having a glass of Four Roses bourbon per your recommendation. Great stuff. Cheers, fellas. Great stuff. Good taste. And thank you always for the music. Oh, I didn't realize you were done.
0: (laughs) Penn State, man. Penn State. Uh, a number on my liver.
1: Here. Uh, Jeremy Wilson Messer for $6 said, just wanted to say that y'all are awesome and seem to be people I could definitely sit down and chill with. Which I would hope so. <laughs> Finger guns. <laughs> are they still not cool? Uh, Thank you. That Dexy guy for $5 said, what are your opinions on Army Eagle
0: PsyOps? 100% a real thing. That is a real thing. They are doing it. Uh, Israel did it a little while ago. Did they really? Yeah, there were uh there were some like is IDF cat girls on TikTok. Oh my god. Like here, here's the thing about the military. Um, it's just modern propaganda. Well, what I was going to say is when you look at stuff like that, I need you to understand in order for them to be doing that in uniform doing specifically the stuff that they're doing, they have to clear that with an officer.
2: Mm.
0: Or more likely the army is recruiting people for that purpose yeah those people they might not even be actual soldiers mm-hmm. they might just be contractors that are being paid by the military yeah. um but no militaries around the world it's not just the united states and israel you'll see it all over the place ukraine's doing it russia's doing it china mm-hmm. probably does it so i don't think china needs to do it they can just be like You're a soldier now. What
1: better way to get like core core trapped guys to join a military?
0: Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh Yeah, it's it's insane. Um weird that he's uh he's a priest and he would love to talk Bible with us. Shoot us an email at thelorelodge@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Um I Probably promise I talk. do check it.
1: What denomination are you? Just out of curiosity.
0: That is a good question. Um, Lizzie Moon
1: for $5 said, also recently found your channel and love how y'all approach things. I've been binging your videos and catching streams when I can. P.S. My name is Lisey. Oh, cool. Sorry. You ass.
0: What? How dare you say her name wrong before reading the... I can't believe you would do this.
1: I really need to get better at reading people's minds. I am so sorry. That's on me. (laughs) It's genuinely
0: on me. Uh, Remember when we used to say we were going to actually start reading these before we read them? Nah. uh
1: jim slater for five uh great britain pounds uh i just realized what gp gbp probably stood for so there we go uh i feel kind of dumb for post uh posting my snapchat at the start great content guys maybe one day i can get to us
0: to hunt super Facebook. chat not snapchat oh
1: i was gonna say like uh i'll want a big iron though fair marty, <laughs> marty robbins would be happy about yeah. that we, um, you
0: should always carry big iron when you're out in the woods. Preferably on hip. Yeah. Uh, the, or at low ready. The, <laughs>
1: oh. the Brewery Magician, for $2, said, Are there any missing four one one cases in Massachusetts or New
0: Hampshire? Uh, mm, I, Not that I can think of, but there is the Bennington Triangle, and I want to say Vermont.
1: Was the Palmyra Wolves Maine?
0: That was Maine. Okay. Yeah. That's not missing 401, though. But, yeah, um, but I just. Yeah, uh, there is the Bennington Triangle, which I, I believe is in Vermont. So that's something that we're probably going to check out. Fair. Not that far of a drive, even.
1: Alex Lopez for $10 said, Do you guys believe in UFOs? I don't think I'm convinced, especially because of the disinformation campaign by the government thoughts.
0: I, do I believe in UFOs? Yeah. Do I believe in space aliens? Uh, I've yet to be convinced.
1: I'm a little bit more open to it. I think UFOs, probably. Yeah, like it would make sense. Uh, in terms of aliens or other intel- intelligent life, I've never liked the argument that we'd either have found them by now or they don't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, because the universe, just our universe, is so big, it is highly probable that they are so far away that even with light speed communication, neither of our communications have even gotten to each other yet. Mm-hmm. So I-, I think it's... To quote a movie from Relevance today... If it's just us that'd be a big waste of space
0: yeah true uh Voyager it's Voyager 2 that just made it past the solar system right like just got out
1: oh God uh, if it if it just got out of the solar system I'd be surprised I think it just got out of I, I believe that's what it was. I mean that's just a great and granted that's not moving anywhere near the speed of light but like that's yeah
0: you know I think I read about it either just leaving or being about to leave
1: fair it might have been. Uh, Ethan Lurker for 4.99 said, Have you ever read The Resurrectionist, The Lost Works by Dr. Spencer Black? It's kind of similar to the, some of the stuff y'all talk about. I have not, but that's something to put on the reading list. Indeed. John Crump Live for $2 said, Sup, Aiden. Sup, John Crump Live. Sup, John Crump Live. <laughs> uh, Matthew Holloway for $20 said, As a physics major who is graduating this semester and is pursuing grad school, I appreciate your more scientific and historical approach, approach to analyzing scripture. I'm a Christian who grew up in church and don't get that a lot.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, it's... I think the the division between science and religion is completely artificial, in my opinion. Um, you know, the, the two... the Religion was, the, in in Europe at least, and to an extent in the Middle East and in, in the Islamic world, but uh, mm. religious organizations were the ones funding science for a long time. Yeah. You didn't really start to see that suppression of science mm. until the, the early modern era. Yep. Yeah um the enlightenment uh the the late, late middle ages mm-hmm. and um, it was more because it was and a lot of it was you know the, the catholic church was doing a lot of political stuff yeah. so you know if you look at the eastern the orthodox church yeah, it, the, for example like we, we've known that we've known the earth is round for a really long time and it, it you know
1: from what i understand there wasn't really a point
0: there in which yeah there was there's that. there's like a lot of fake information out there uh a lot of times you'll see the term dark ages used refer to the period between the fall of the roman empire and the rise of charlemagne mm-hmm. that's not a term that we use in academia anymore we we use the early medieval period or the migration period mm-hmm. um you know a, a lot of history up until very recently was co- complete bs mm-hmm. uh archaeology has been a huge help as well as, you know, just the discovery of older and older documents. A lot of what you know about history comes from the Victorians, mm. and the Victorians had a bone to pick with the Catholics. Like, there, there's there's a lot of nuance to it that you don't necessarily understand, and you wouldn't have any reason to uh, to expect it until you actually go into the history field and you start to see, oh, okay, so this is how this is done. It's part of what drives me nuts with the Tartaria people. Mm-hmm. Like we've got, I've got one short video on here uh, where I talk about how Tartaria is the most BS conspiracy theory I've ever encountered. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are like, you know, oh, you just you know believe whatever whatever's in the history books. And I'm like, no, I read the primary source documents from the time period, and not a single one of them mentions anything remotely close to Tartaria, mm-hmm. like. The the term just is what we used before we used the term Eurasia. That's why the term Eurasia appears at exactly the same time the term Tartaria stops. Like, people are like, well, and also they can't even get the theory straight. Like, I've I've been saying this. I want someone to come on this show, a Tartaria believer, and debate me on it. Yeah. Because I think I could dismantle them before they even finish explaining their theory. Like, I... I... And if you want to hear more about this content, check out the History Hut. And if you want to hear more about this content, we have a podcast that I did solo back when we were in uh, Tennessee, where I talked about it. True. We should um, probably
1: move the Lost Civilizations video to History Hut at some point. Nah, I think that's fine on here. Really? Yeah. yeah fair enough. Uh, Weird Collar Guy for two dollars. This that, is that's still in the unsolved
0: talk. mystery category. That's
1: fair. Uh, Weird Collar Guy, thank you for that again. Um, Austin <laughs> TW for four ninety nine said, "Any thoughts about the Basque people?" Being a uh, Lang isolate, maybe language. land language Lange isolate language, a uh, uh, language isolate, old European group. Mm-hmm. Y'all aware of the Algonquin slash Basque pidgin language?
0: I was not aware of the Algonquin Basque mix language. Uh, that's a new one for me. I'm gonna look into that now because that's very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as the the Basque, I it seems like they're just uh, one of the only remaining proto or pre Indo European groups. Um, it kind of goes outside of my, again, like, historians cover documented history, mm-hmm. typically. You start to get into anthropology once there's no more documents. Yep. Archaeologists and historians will often work together to tie things together, as will anthropologists. But once you get out of documented history, you're starting to look more at anthropology, more at archaeology. Um, so I don't know a ton about the Basque. Mm -hmm. pre pre pre-indo-european invasion
1: do you want to describe the difference between archaeology and anthropology for people who may not be familiar
0: i mean yeah i mean anthropology is specifically the study of humans um and human remains Mm -hmm. and uh evolution biology Mm -hmm. um to an extent culture uh Mm -hmm. archaeology is more about the things humans made Mm -hmm. um so but if you found a battlefield both an anthropologist and an archaeologist would be interested in the bones Mm -hmm but for different reasons, if that makes sense.
1: It does, but... So, just to make sure I'm getting it right, anthropologists would be more interested in the biological structure of the bone. they would be like,
0: what was this person eating? Mm -hmm. Why were they this height? Does this blemish on the bone indicate a break or a disease? Yeah. Whereas the archaeologists are going to be going... All right, well, you know, based on this cut on the bone that appears to be from this kind of bladed weapon, yep. like so that would indicate that they yeah. were fighting with this group. Yeah, and then those two would write up their report and then a historian would look at it and be like, "All right, here's how this fits into the general narrative of the time." Yep. Um, so historians are either going to kind of be the storytellers about what the anthropologists and the archaeologists turn up or they're going to be the people who compile and explain historical documents and events. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, but it's it we in order for a historian to work on something if it's something that is not documented or we don't know about the document yet, mm-hmm. they, we kind of need the anthropologists and the archaeologists to get that stuff dug up. So part of the reason that we have no idea what's going on with Quebec Lee Tepe yet mm-hmm. is because the archaeologists and the anthropologists are still working on it.
2: Yeah, like
0: The historians are kind of sitting here like, all right, okay, this is starting to make sense. Um, <laughs> keep feeding us information and we will try and put this together in a story that people understand. Because yeah. archaeologists and anthropologists typically are trained more as scientists historians are trained almost like english majors mm. but uh not to have any of the attitude of english majors
1: <laughs> that's funny uh caleb p again for ten dollars said one more because i don't get to catch a stream often and i owe you for to, be, to be clear that was
0: a very very like broad spectrum view of anthropology archaeology and history i'm not saying that it's that cut and dry at all but like that's kind of the general difference between the threes human activity or like humans the things humans left why the humans left the things yeah it's kind of the way it works out fair anthropology archaeology history fair uh also history the term actually means specifically uh like the act of understanding the past hmm. it's a it's a greek term a lot of people are there, there was a meme going around like 10 years ago that was like you know it's called history because it's dominated by men. What about her story? And it's like, well, no, it comes from a Greek term historia, which means to understand the past. Mm. Stop trying to put modern political terms over it. Yeah.
1: Do research. Uh, (laughs) Do research nerd. Mm -hmm. Um, One more, because I don't get to catch stream often. and I owe you for keeping me entertained at work. We're just glad that we can entertain you. Uh, Also. Yeah. E girl military psyops is insane. Israel Mm -hmm. went hard with it for a bit.
0: Yeah. It's it's definitely something they're trying. It's, it's... The, the one that got me was there was a video that the Ukrainian military put out recently, uh-huh. and it was just so obvious. Just so blatant, yeah. It was like not a single one of these women is actually out in the field fighting. Like, they are way too put together. They look way too, like... look at Go talk to a soldier who's been out in the field for two months. Mm-hmm. They have bags under their eyes. Their facial hair is out of control. Like, these girls are wearing makeup in mm-hmm. perfectly, like fitted slim fit uh bdus or yeah. acus whatever they're using right now yeah. like it's just so obvious and i'm not saying this is not to bad now with ukraine at all i'm just saying mm-hmm. like it was one of the more obvious ones i've seen lately uh the israeli ones were pretty funny um the, the american ones are hollywood quality yeah which is fantastic but oh, yeah. it's just so it's so funny because that is a, a tactic that militaries regardless of whose side they're on where they are in the world use is well let's show you hot women in uniform so that we get all of the depressed men to come fight for us
1: like i mean there was that one uh the russian military woman back in like 2014 <laughs> mm-hmm. that people started making like art about yeah and she was just giving a press conference mm-hmm. or like i can't even remember exactly what she was doing the way they're answering questions or something she like... was
0: like a press officer or something yeah well, and I think...
1: she became like the talk of the town
0: mm-hmm. on the internet for yeah. however long it's quite... things in the united states we have like hollywood so yeah. we don't need Like they do, they are definitely using e-girls for army propaganda. More, I think what they're doing more with the e-girl side of things is trying to entrap uh, a certain set of uh, beliefs. Well, like if you ever see a girl on TikTok who's really attractive and she's talking about how badly she wants to be like a housewife and raise Uh, six children and dress modestly and all that, that is a fed um women aren't real they're all federal agents uh (laughs) (laughs) um, don't fall for it boys uh (laughs) stay strong kings (laughs) oh my god uh, but yeah so uh, obviously that's a joke but um you know, it's it, they do that to entrap people with like dissident political beliefs, mm-hmm. and you'll see it's not just targeting the right, it's targeting the left too. They do it to both sides. Oh, yeah, you know, they're trying to preserve the status quo, mm-hmm. and they used attractive 18 to 24 year old women to do it. <laughs> I just hope they're compensating Which, them well. You know what? Get that bag, ladies. Cheers,
1: catch a break. Just stay safe out there. There's some yeah. crazy people. Ugh. Uh, next would be from uh, Guerrilla Clay Nation 1489 saying, Aiden M, I know you listen to Christian music. How do I explain my Christian playlist going from King is Alive by AA to war music by Impending Doom to my new girlfriend? She only listens to Contemporary. God, um,
0: yeah, this is <laughs> You're headbanging for the Lord. Headbanging in prayer. precisely exactly (laughs) um i don't think it needs to be explained no it's a theme yeah you like the theme you listen to the music
1: Um, if somebody's going to judge you for something you like and it's not actively hurting anybody or even passively hurting anybody that's on them
0: yeah like the fact that you like christian here's here's what i would say tell her you just like the music and you know explain what it is about the music that you like and if she doesn't accept that Honestly, it's kind of a red flag. Um, you know, like, yeah, if you were listening to like specifically like neo Nazi death metal, that would be one thing that'd be a little concerning, but yeah. you're just if you're listening to Skillet, that does not require an explanation.
1: Yeah, also, to be fair, if she's just like, that's not my scene and I don't know why you like it, versus like, you're weird for liking that, that's two different things, so. Uh, Nick Highlander back again for $5 said also any non-canonical scripture you think should be canonical, I have a feeling I know one thing you're going to say
0: Enoch should not be canonical, really? no, um, why? because it's very obviously not the original version of it, the yeah. version we have It's uh, again, I say this all the time, we have an English translation, so we the one that we can read mm-hmm. is an English translation of an Ethiopic translation of a Greek translation of a Hebrew text so on the off chance you read Ethiopic you're still talking about two translations, mm-hmm. um, and you're well, talking about likely several hundred years from the original version of it. Yeah. Um, the Book of Enoch, the, the OG Enoch story probably dates to about 1200 um, in terms of like okay. when it would have been written down for the first time, if it was even written down ever.
1: And when were the main documents of the New Testament originally
0: written? Uh, Within the first century AD. So within that context, that's about. I mean, granted, Enoch Enoch is Old Testament. Yeah. The oldest that the Old Testament seems to have possibly been written Mm -hmm. would have been like 1200 BC. People typically accept that the oldest copies that we have, uh, and this is the oldest. I'll say this: the oldest copies that we have mm -hmm. date to the Babylonian period. Neo-Babylonian period. Okay. So the 6th century mm-hmm. um, BC. Some people believe that that's the first time any of it was written down.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that it was oral tradition before that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Some people believe that that was a rewriting. And that all of this existed prior and they were just copying it down again. Um, either one is possible because the Mount Ebal tablet that they found... I'm leaning towards that. These were written down for the first time around mm-hmm. 1200 BC, probably contemporary to the events that were happening in Exodus, Numbers, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. Genesis is the only book of the Torah that discusses things that happened long before it was written down, and the Torah yeah. is only the first five books of the Hebrew Bible. It's the law. It's not the the whole Hebrew Bible. That's called the Tanakh, and the Tanakh itself that is an acronym. Um, it's it's a lot to get into.
1: Mm-hmm. Remind me what the difference between the Tanakh and the Pentateuch is.
0: Uh, The Pentateuch is the Greek translation. Got it. Okay. Of the Torah. Got it. Uh,
1: Alex Lopez for $10 said, have you seen the recent JRE with Jimmy talking about Atlantis and advanced ancient uh, human technology uh, to cut and lift them uh, heavy ass stones?
0: Very interesting. Oh, Jimmy Corsetti. You mean the guy who doesn't know a goddamn thing about anything he's talking about? You're going to have to elaborate on that one. He's, the, he's bright insight. He keeps insisting that Atlantis is in the eye of the Sahara, and every single time he does, he gets things just blatantly wrong and ignores it. Uh, the most recent one is he's like, there's an ancient Roman map that discusses Atlantis, not to mention that Atlantis was long gone by the time the ancient Romans were drawing up maps, mm. and that same map has Hyperborea and Thule on it, which are also mythical places that we don't think exist. Mm. The Hyperboreans were giants, hyperborea means beyond the north beyond the north wind Hmm. so either it's norwegians or or a myth or nephilim in the arctic circle that too um (laughs) but no so like that's the problem jimmy is not a historian he's not an archaeologist he's not an anthropologist he has absolutely no qualifications to be talking about any of this and if you have absolutely no qualifications to be talking about it you'd better get it right he doesn't Um, And then he goes on Joe Rogan and he makes uh, my job and Graham Hancock's job and everybody else who's actually interested in uncovering the real story behind Atlantis. He makes it so, so, so difficult because he goes out there and he just says nonsense. So I'm glad Graham Hancock goes on Joe Rogan's show Mm -hmm. because the stuff Graham is saying, while also up for debate in some cases, is far more accurate than anything that Jimmy's saying. Fair. The Eye of the Sahara is definitively not Atlantis, there has not been water there for two million years, mm-hmm. um at least. Mm. It is very far from the coast, mm. like hundreds of miles. the The dates he gives are wrong. Mm-hmm. The last, he, he's like, oh well, at one point in history, this area of this era was actually inhabitable because there were heavy rains. Yes, ten thousand years ago. Ten thousand after, too late. It's not Atlantis. Um, so, you know, it's, it just frustrates me.
1: <laughs> Wait, I think I saw something. Oh, no, 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 no. It was what you said. <sighs> maybe there were heavy rains and I just immediately thought of Toto. Um, anyway, uh, Pertured Alpaca for $2 said, uh, today I learned I'm a hot girl. Well, maybe you are. <laughs> we all have IBS. Uh, Austin <laughs> TW for 499 said just, uh, South of Newfoundland by Cabot Strait, Cabot. Uh, Cabot Strait. There's a map marker channel port. Ox Basques, Porto Basques, uh, near directly across from the Basque region. Whale hunting? Question mark.
0: There. Okay. Wait. There's a map marker. Channel Porto Basque. Nearly directly across from the Basque region. I'm gonna look at that. What was it? Channel. Channel basque Oh Basques, Channel Port of Basque,
1: oh. Newfoundland. Okay, and so this is in reference to the Basque people.
0: Ah, that is
1: Old European. I mean,
0: that is pretty, pretty much directly. It always bugs me so much how f- how much further south the US is than most of Europe. Oh yeah, like. It, it feels wrong. Um th- I would I'm not going to say anything cuz there's a, it's entirely possible that the region was that the town was settled by Basque people and that's why it's called Porto Basque. Um from the Channel Islands. Oh no, it was settled by people from an archipelago in uh in England. Um oh okay, uh refers to the harbor that was a favored shelter and watering place for Basque whalers. Okay. That would make sense how there is an Algonquin Basque uh, dialect. Interesting. What was it again? It was an Algonquin Basque uh, pigden? Pigeon? I don't know how to pronounce that word. I'm not going to lie. Um, but, but it's basically a, a mix of two languages. Got it, okay.
1: Uh, do we have any donation goals for February? We don't even have them for January. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, we'll we'll sit down tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow, while we're both drunkenly watching football. Yes. Um, we will come up with.
1: We'll think of stuff. We'll donation
0: goals. We might have to put them a little higher than we usually do. 100 percent. Yeah. Uh, we're yeah. We're kind of consistently hitting a thousand dollars a month in super chats. So, yeah. Um, that's weird. Yeah. Well, to be fair, <laughs> remember well, that was a goal.
1: To be fair, when we started them, we were averaging forty viewers. Now we're averaging, averaging four hundred
0: and forty. Yeah, so, a little different. Yeah. Peak concurrent viewers tonight was almost five hundred uh yeah by the way, thanks for yeah thank out, you guys guys. for tuning in this is fun 497 i think was the highest yep. that i saw damn that's
1: wild love that uh like pigeon somebody said
0: pigeon gotcha yep. okay we're out um, of a... that is that all of the the super chat ryan stop that what do you say he said go cowboys no <laughs> you are wrong you are incorrect go Steelers. Go Steelers! Yin <laughs> supporting the Steelers. <laughs> Pittsburgh is part of Ohio Baba as far Boy as I'm concerned. <laughs> Bababooieland? Bababooieland. <laughs> Love that. Bababooie. Bababooie. Um, uh, You can uh, tell it's a Saturday stream. Yeah, we're, we're vibing. Um, I'm trying to find the... There you
1: go. Somebody said, any plans to start a band with Wendigoon?
0: I don't think he plays the any instruments. Band with Wendigoon? Yeah. Uh. He's kind of far away. Yeah, make it practice would be a little tough. Um I mean I'm sure if I don't does Isaiah play an instrument? I'd be down to jam.
1: I don't think so. But um. if he does, it'd be fun. Uh somebody said whereabouts did Garrett go missing. I think I'm not too far away.
0: Uh it was Cuberant Lake. Yep. Uh It's in Colorado, isn't it? No no no, 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 no. Utah. Utah. In the wasatch uh national forest that's
1: right because of people to provo the ones yeah the um,
0: yeah. salt lake city and provo yep. yep uh he yeah so it was up in the up in the mountains
1: <laughs> mattis when green hell there are tribesmen <laughs> who need eaten
0: i wish you wouldn't eat the tribesmen <laughs> i wish you weren't a cannibal in that game uh i'm down to play I, I can i can play after the stream honestly i'm not going anywhere fair i don't know you, do you have plans to go out
1: I'm not going out. I'm probably gonna go to sleep. Not too long after That's this. That's
0: fair. Yeah, I'm probably just gonna hang. So yeah, I'll play some Green Hell tonight if you're down. Have you, Have you guys ever covered
1: Baba Yaga? She always sticks out to me. And I mean that'll be a fun on
0: one to me. do. Actually, I don't think uh, I did a, a TikTok series on it, but uh, I haven't done a YouTube.
1: Give us a camping video.
0: Uh you're gonna be getting that actually, most yep. likely. I can't tell you specifically why or what, but yes. That's the plan. Um, if we if we get a a certain deal uh we we plan to go uh go hunting a certain cryptid so
1: oh the boy's going in the field this mm-hmm. time uh alex said aiden Destro consumes the flesh because it's funny and <laughs> Destro said can't stop won't stop a camping stream
0: would be possible if we could figure out how to do the wi-fi because either a hot spot i think we'd have to get a hot spot yeah. maybe that's something we should ask uh ask the guys about true sure. because that's something we could use as well that's a very good point I mean, maybe a certain company that we want to work with would even buy it for us so we can use it. Um, uh, do you think there will ever be a missing 411
1: series specifically for all the people in cars that fell into PA potholes and were never seen again? <laughs> don't get cat-started on that conversation, but probably well, listen, there should be. Listen, here
0: in Pennsylvania, we have the second-highest gas tax in the country and the worst roads. Yep. I wonder, I don't understand why that's confusing. I wonder where the money goes. <laughs> certainly not into the pockets of politicians couldn't be um, couldn't be ugh I hate, I hate our state's politics Yeah, it's it is a state that is like two different states you, they're, they're, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh State College and then the rest of the state, the problem is those three cities mm-hmm. have almost identical population to the rest of the state yeah like philadelphia uh between those three you have about i want to say four million people five million people uh-huh. um and then the rest of the state is about eight million i mean hey but the thing is throughout the rest of the state it goes like it's still deep red everywhere but there's still like 33 percent democrats so every single pennsylvania election is like 51 to 49 Yep or i think this time around it was like 50.4 to 49.6. Yeah. Like it, it just nothing ever gets done.
1: At least not in New York.
0: True. Uh yeah, it's in Pennsylvania it's just like a constant series. For honestly it, for my politics that's great. I like it when the government doesn't touch me at all. I wish they'd leave me alone. Yep. Um but when you when you want to do stuff you. like legalize recreational marijuana to lower the burden on our prison system and also take people out of prison who smoked a plant or even just were in possession of a plant yep um by the way i don't smoke weed like i'm so so, this does not directly affect me at all but like i'm not into it i don't even like the smell of
1: it but i think people should be able to
0: i was talking to a state congressman when i was in college and he i was like yeah so why is marijuana still illegal here like and he was like uh well we want to legalize it and the democrats want to legalize it but uh we don't want the democrats to get credit and the democrats don't want us to get credit so you gotta wait until there's a republican governor because we're never getting a democrat legislature in the state it's never going to happen um at least not both houses uh, i think house briefly went i think house went blue this time around by like one or two seats
1: Something like that. um
0: but it's probably gonna flip back uh once it's in 2024 um Timothy Riley your point about saying New York should be cut in half
1: I've always said that I think we are now officially at a point at least in the US where cities above a certain population should be treated as city states yeah with their own separate legislation and governing bodies from the rest of yeah. the
0: state that they inhabit I think they should still be part of the state yeah but I think that they should have like some autonomy in that they can't determine what the rest of the state does exactly like I New York should absolutely get to control everything that happens in New York City. like The city of New York should get to control oh, everything yeah, that happens yeah. in the city of New York, but they should also not be able to affect anything that happens outside of the city of New York. Exactly. Like, it, um. I mean, we've been to upstate New York. It's different entirely. Yeah. It, it's it's like going out into the boonies. Like, yeah, it, upstate New York is fantastic. The, that's the weird thing is, what I have noticed is, when I go to cities, there's a lot of cultural difference from city to city. Mm-hmm. When you go out into, like, rural america mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter where you are no nope. people have very similar attitudes there's some minor changes yeah.
1: along appalachia from north to south mm-hmm. and minor
0: changes from east coast to west coast yeah but for the most part rural people it's it's just a different yeah a difference like you know kind of thing yep united fractals of america illinois would suck less if chicago disappeared yeah <laughs> I've been to Chicago a couple of times. Chicago's a fun city. I didn't didn't love it, but I also went when I was 19 last, so I wasn't really old enough to do anything. I like going into cities for, like, a weekend. Yep. I could not live in one.
1: Yeah, I mean, having lived in Manhattan for four years of my life, it was a great experience. I really enjoyed it. But I like space and my car too much to live in a city long term yeah at least at this point in my life
0: god i've driven the jeep in cities it's terrible yeah no, that was horrible driving like, i have the new one rural.
1: i mean horrible brutal that's i saw the word rural instead of saying brutal i said rural
0: all right but i'm seeing i'm not seeing any more super chats it is eight forty now yep. so if
1: it, maybe like five more minutes for anybody to throw yes yeah, in some yeah we'll give you guys
0: five minutes if there's any more questions um we'll get super chats first but i'll scroll through and see if there's any interesting questions yep Yeah, no, don't worry. We're not talking about politics extensively. (laughs) I don't think that was even really politics. That was like, God, I hate people. (laughs) Yeah, and the government. (laughs) Please leave me alone.
1: Uh, Curious question here from Elizabeth Brooks said, uh, does everyone in PA hate on Maryland the way people in Maryland hate on PA? In my head, there's always been a huge rivalry, but I don't know if it's one-sided. Also, University of Maryland is currently above Penn State in basketball. You can talk about that. I know everyone I How many
0: of the- How how many- Games has it been since Maryland scored a point against Penn State in football. Look at when's the last time Maryland scored a point against Penn State also in football.
1: Also in terms of Maryland also, versus PA. To answer that question one sided.
0: You, you know the uh you know in Avengers is it Infinity War I think? It's Infinity War Endgame where Gamora yells uh you took everything from or not Gamora. Uh who is it? Someone yells you took everything from me at Thanos and he goes I don't even know who you are. That's that's how oh, yeah. we feel about Maryland. <laughs> um, okay, uh, okay, there we go. So, uh, we've played Maryland forty six times since nineteen seventeen. We have won forty two of those games. Uh, the last time we played them. <laughs> We won 30 to zero. <laughs> Game results. <laughs> so bl- the last time. Oh, we- by the way, you didn't win four of those. You won
1: three of them and tied another. <laughs> the wins are November 4th, 1961.
0: November 1st, 2014. Which, keep in mind. 20 to 19. 20 to 19, but also that's right after Penn State got sanctioned.
1: Hmm. So we couldn't
0: provide scholarships.
1: The last one was November 7th,
0: 2020. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. That's 30 to 0, 59 to 0, 70 to 7, 47 to (laughs) 7. What else we got here? 57 to 0, 45 to 0, 12 to 0, 33 to 0, 63 to 27, 34 to 0, 48 to 0. These are not close games. Also, Penn State is not a basketball school. (laughs) Fair. I think the tallest person I encountered there was 6'2"
1: uh alex lopez for five dollars said illinois just passed an assault weapon ban the sheriff refused to enforce i saw that this is not a political show <laughs> i did see that headline uh daniel teague for 199 said hey can you please cover great greek mythology topics I
0: uh, we, we, we can yeah, yeah we I can do that um would we, we i was gonna bring somebody else onto the channel to do that actually you want to
1: cover that on lord lodge or yeah on... it'll be Lore lodge. okay
0: um yeah, we'll probably do at very least overviews of Greek mythology, Norse mythology, Celtic mythology. Yeah. Like, I, I want to go back and redo those. We did a lot of that early on. Yeah. Um. I want to revisit it.
1: I think deep dives into specific stories could be interesting. Yeah. And if we want to do it from, like, a, a semi-historical—I'll I'll pitch this to you right now. Would we want to tie in the myth stories into some things that were happening at the time in Greek? Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely, Roman? I'll,
0: I'll definitely talk about that. Yeah. Cool.
1: Uh, Jacob Jones for $5 said, do you guys think there are more 411 cases in the mountains in the west or those in the
0: east? West by west, far. By far the west. But the Appalachian ones are weirder. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Appalachian ones are really weird. Yeah. The ones out west, you're like, uh-huh. The ones here, you're like, oh, that's dark. That's that's some sort of Eldritch horror going on there.
1: Uh, this is actually a really interesting question. Nick's Highlander for $5 said, what do you think was the cause of all the dragons and Hydra myths in the ancient world? I'd love to get your take on it, because I have thoughts.
0: I think digging up dinosaurs probably had something to do with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than that, I I don't really know. Um, I I know for a fact that nobody was encountering dragons in the medieval period. Yeah. Um, You know, I I think one possibility is that a lot of these stories were a couple hundred years old. Mm -hmm. And you might have had a English knight fighting against uh, a Welsh hero, and they might have talked about, ah, well, this knight fought the dragon, but the dragon was the the Welsh guy.
1: Do we know the etymology of the word dragon?
0: Uh, it's old, it's really old, if I remember correctly. Um, so I think that there's something to be said for that, for like symbolism in stories, eventually becoming mm. something more. Okay Dragon also it means serpent group, yes
1: right? yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if it is kind of an amalgamation of different traits over time, yeah that essentially formed into a being that that had a number of certain traits from different mm-hmm. animals or species and things like that yeah. that humans found to be. Dangerous. Yeah, and Lucifer
0: so is also referred to as, uh, or not Lucifer. I guess Satan is referred to as a dragon. Revelation.
1: Yeah. So it probably just became the distillation of anything that is an embodiment of pure danger or evil or things like that. Um, uh-huh. Weird collar guy for two dollars said, "We always know pencil tucky drivers down here." <laughs> is it because we're going so fast
0: one of my uh, roommates from college was from maryland though i actually do like the state of maryland it's nice down there yep um
1: the mark w for five dollars said you guys ever talked to dead underscore hidden his theories about the angels and planets are fascinating he traced
0: every pantheist religion back to the watchers i have not heard about it i i will i will check it out um i have some concerns um, <laughs> but maybe he handles it uh better than i would expect somebody to i i just i'm so i'm so cynical about it at this point from all the stuff i've seen while doing uh twitch streams
1: jd petty's calling me out here what do you say he said funny you mentioned dr peterson director aiden does a great impersonation of him
0: well you have to go to the underworld and rescue your father from the serpent if you're gonna understand the dragons you have to make your bed oh yeah well you're full of snakes bud oh
1: <laughs> don't get me started on the lobsters Yeah, the guy's really fun to imitate. To be fair, my impersonation's gotten worse over time because I don't do it frequently. You also listen to him less. Far less. Yeah, You're not crying enough. Yeah, a large part of it was just kind of like, make your bed, and I was like, I really should. (laughs) Um, But it did, because it really does start with the kermit. Oh my god. Oh yeah.
0: That's terrifying. You gotta
1: bring out the kermit and then make it Canadian. But then bring it down a little bit and then just like really get nasally with it. It's a really weird way to speak. Like, no, man, it's a different place of being. Lobster hierarchies. I'd start uh, crying, but I'm not that good at the person. <laughs> Sorry.
0: I listened to myself on Two times Speed the other day and I sounded like Ben Shapiro. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. To yeah, be fair, I was
0: like, ah, that's interesting.
1: <laughs> I, I appreciate the impersonation uh, uh, comments about it being accurate. Yeah, part of it, it just comes from the fact that from a very young age I was doing impersonations. Like, I had, at five years old, I watched so much Steve Irwin that I could probably, like, voice dub him if needed be. Rest in peace, Steve. Oh, my God. I'm, I miss him. But yeah, I just, I like doing voice. Don't blame the Stingrays. It's not what he would have wanted. No, no. It is
0: the opposite of what he would have wanted. Man died doing what he loved. He did.
1: People are going to start making me do the Peterson impression more often.
0: <laughs> do an entire episode as Jordan Peterson. You just have to be an angry Canadian. It's kind of fun, though. Yeah. I kind of get why he checked himself into rehab, though. I've been on Klonopin. That shit's rough. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeesh. Um, I was prescribed it, for the record. We were trying to treat my anxiety disorder, and we tried a lot of things. But none of them really worked that well. But you're better now. Somewhat. <laughs> Baby steps. Baby steps. Alright. Well, whew, that was uh <laughs> We're gonna need a
1: whole stream right there. in characters, Peterson. Oh good lord. Finally
0: catch Loreless You live and we're oh. doing Kermit Talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh good God. Well you did catch the tail end of the stream where Aiden and I kind of collapse into it. nonsense. Uh... I've got about 90 minutes of being serious in me at any given time. Yeah. Yeah. i mean valid yeah uh all right whoo let's say hypothetically that the wild men were descended from the nephilim and were responsible for all of the missing people in the national parks but like
1: (laughs) what is the wild man like is it the serpent like where did it come from we could, we could, we should do a skit. Where... Shocking
0: that the guy who spends all day researching missing people has anxiety. <laughs> yeah, right. We, sh- we should do a skit where you're Shapiro and I'm Peterson. And just I mean, like... we did the Trump Bernie Sanders debate on the one stream. That's true. What were we debating? I can't remember. It was like the C or something. Ooh. The Windowsy's the reason for the one percent of the one percent. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well. Thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah, I hope you did. Sorry didn't mind we chaos. switched up the night on you. Remember, Tuesday night for Weird Bible with are super Wendigoon. Weird. Yeah, eh, eh. Tuesday yeah. Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern on this channel for the Weird Bible podcast with Wendigoon. If you want to subscribe to the new Weird Bible channel, it is the Weird Bible. Go take a look at it, check it out. Uh, the Mark W. TLDR, the tribe of Dan adopted the Watchers as gods, labeled Teraphim. They spread, they changed names as a tribe, spread to new lands, Norse, etc. Um, I'm not saying no, but I also wonder if that's not limited to the Watchers, and if that could also be uh, members of the Heavenly Host. There's a scripture bit where God divides the nations among the princes, mm-hmm. um, those princes being the being presumably a class of angel Mm -hmm. um some sort of divine being that seems to be above your common angel but below god himself Mm -hmm. um it's very important to note that judaism was never henotheistic it was never polytheistic there were jews um who believed in multiple gods but they were not practicing proper judaism so it's important to make that distinction that just because there were jews there were israelites who worshipped other gods, that doesn't mean that the Jewish religion itself was ever polytheistic. That's an important distinction to make, and I think there's a large number of people, Dan McClellan, who need to shut the hell up (laughs) and stop trying to push their weird, like, polytheism narrative and waving their PhD in your face as if it means anything other than I'm slightly better than a master's degree. Um,
1: I I can't hear the phrase, shut the hell up, without thinking about the Dr. Phil clip.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, but yeah, so... You know, I think think there's a lot more nuance to the relationship between the divine and the earthly world in the Bible than people quite realize because most people don't ever read the Bible. Mm -hmm. I think only like 50% of Americans even go to church. Yep. Uh, out of 70, 70 or so percent that are Christian.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, it's... And I think that's that's kind of why we do weird Bibles, so we can talk about those weird, funky bits mm-hmm. that don't get talked about elsewhere. But um, I think, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it, like part
1: of the point of the Bible was really mm-hmm. to communicate... Like Part of the reason it's called The Greatest Story Ever Told mm-hmm. was because a large portion of it was meant to more specifically pass down wisdom and morality and different elements of societal you know ethics and things in a digestible
0: way granted like there are obviously you know you're you're supposed to you're supposed to take it pretty literally yeah yeah um not like a hundred percent at all times Mm -hmm. but you're supposed to take the book pretty literally um there's it's not just there that's a complicated bit is there's there are parables in the mm. Bible. Those are figurative. Those are metaphorical. Those are symbolic. Yes. When it talks about the plagues of Egypt, mm-hmm. you're supposed to read that as these things happened. Yes. But, it's now, a, but that's why it's a, the great yeah. story of Torah. Now, the was the plague of darkness part. just that the sun went out? Probably not. Was it an eclipse? Mm-hmm. Probably but that's
1: what I mean by digestible stories, because like it's mm-hmm. things that were digestible in the sense of like yeah. s- simplifying the
0: actual events. Oh, of course. Well, if you look it at it if, away... you, if you read Genesis one, yeah, it is so condensed. What? Yeah. <laughs> when you understand that it was given to people in a form that they could understand. Exactly. Like you know, especially at the time. There, there's a like reason. Of there's the a reason that so many religions talk about natural events, natural phenomenon in the context that like the gods were responsible Mm
2: -hmm.
0: it's because the gods in their version of it it, this is what everyone believes was that the gods told people these stories or you know somebody met the gods and told them the stories back from them it's not like thunder and lightning obviously are not zeus but how was anyone supposed to explain how electricity works to an ancient greek
1: when they didn't know what
0: electricity was they're gonna say oh well you know there's a being in the sky who is throwing heat down at you and they're like oh okay that makes sense yeah like you know now we just know that it has to do with
1: the charge of different particles
0: yeah which is still weird
1: physics escapes me there's a reason why he's the historian and i was gonna say you know that I'm interested in science, but I technically went to school for film and journalism. Yeah. I just like science <laughs> in, in its own.
0: Call thing. an enthusiast. Yes, uh, but all right. I'm so scientist myself. <laughs> okay, that's it's almost nine. Oh my god the shows when we don't have a guest are only supposed to be an hour long i know all right but yeah thank you guys so much for watching we have got to go uh but yeah thank you for hanging out with us thank you for those of you that contributed that you know you help keep the show going it really means a lot to us yes yeah, and uh we will see you on uh tuesday and if we don't see you tuesday then we'll see you next sunday yes bye guys see you.